If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the Goat Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a goat, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubenville, and welcome to another episode of the Goat Consulting Podcast right here at VC Productions in studio in Nashville, Tennessee. What a great job, Colby. Thank you so much. we we got a great show for you today. Uh, it's Joe Callaway Part 2. We're going to talk about that here mm-hmm. in just a second. But always at the table, my good friend, straight from the Sprinter, and his goat 30s. family of brands, in his 30s, Tyler Burnett. Tyler, they're going to do a reality show about you one day. We're so glad you're here in the Sprinter. I, made it to us. I want to be in it. He's got a meeting in nine minutes, so we got to get through this fast. <laughs> and to the left, uh, representing uh, all things Brentwood, the LinkedIn Whisperer, the calming force to our show, wearing a T-shirt that says BRB. A little bit late to it, but it'll be there next year. John Byers. John, thanks for being the creative force and the calming force to our show. And then my good friend who everybody met in episode one. You meet special people along the way that help you at the crossroads of their life. Mm. And uh, without question, the content and uh, the ideas that, that Joe shares is in almost uh, everything that I do. And I'm so thankful for the relationship and the time that you're giving us today. So thank you for what you've given to the world, Joe. It goes both ways, buddy. I'm well, blown trust away. Trust me. I mean, I'm so thankful for you to be here. I love it. Because uh, cool. hey. a lot of the teachings, you know, me and Colby work together a lot. Very it's cool. Like we always kind of bring it back to, to – Here's what He'll sit me down and watch this YouTube video. And I'm like, another YouTube video, Colby? Yeah. And it's always something special from Joe. And, and to put it in person together and, and get it's to meet It's his voice, you, isn't it? It's, he's so captivating. You know? I mean, Joe, you got a career and, and just speaking out. Oh, here, let me just read for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> read aloud. I'm ready. How do you fall asleep at night? Joe Calloway, Audible Brooks. So on the, on, yeah. on, the, on the way up here, we had a, we had a good conversation about, about how simple – Joe likes to keep it, but, oh, yeah. but 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 how intentional and how deep too. Yeah, let's go through what we talked about on the sprinter a little bit. Okay, remind me. Well, let's Dev Digital. We got to talk about our, <laughs> our good friends, our good friends at Dev Digital. Who this this show is possible because of them. The they, underwriting. Of they, Dev digitize Digital. they digitize the world. Everything. Education. Healthcare, healthcare, retail, they do it all. They we have love an Dev office Digital. in Zambia. They're raising the economy Bahamas, in Zambia. It's everywhere. Fortunate um, for them. I we are very thankful for Dev Digital. Before we go deep, you had a question though for Joe a minute ago, and we said, "Hey, hold, let's let's do this on air." It was okay. a great question. Well, you know, I'm sitting here looking at this napkin you got here, right? Yes. And uh, thanks to our be, sponsor, Buffalo Trace, for the cocktail. It, uh, this bourbon tastes like. I'll be texting you later. And I really thought, you know, okay, that's impressive. What kind of bourbon are they drinking? <laughs> Obviously, Buffalo Trace. And maybe think, Joe, you're, if you're such a bourbon connoisseur, what's your favorite? Mm. <clears throat> My current, I got two current favorites. Oh, two. Yeah, one is, uh, it's a Maker's Mark limited release. And it's got the dazzling name of <laughs> F-A-E, or is it F-O-E? I think it's F-A-E-0-2. They've got a series of them, F-A-E-0-1, 3 5 but F-A-E-0-2 Maker's Mark limited release. And I have sent bottles of that <clears throat> to bourbon buddies of mine that know way more about bourbon than me. And all of them have gone, holy 
Yeah. This is it stuff, just because it's so smooth? Or it, well, boy, it's, it, it's how do you say that to a non-bourbon drinker? It, 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 it's it it is smooth. It's it's a fairly I think it's like 107 proof, so it's fairly high proof. Um, it, it's got to me a tiny little bit of a spice kick to it as it hits the back of your tongue. But I, you just you just got to try some. And the other one is a very affordable, um, like thirty dollar bottle. Wow! And it's Old Forester one hundred. Old Forester one hundred. Which I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite bourbons. It's about thirty bucks. How do you, how do you drink it? I love it. Uh, I I will. I'll drink it just on the rocks, on the rock. or well, or with one. With a big know, block. Maybe. Yeah, a big block ice cube. Or I'll make an old-fashioned out Old-fashioned? Yeah. Uh, it mixes well. If I get some of this at my shop, in yeah. my office, will you come have a drink with me? <laughs> Sold them, just like that, baby. <laughs> if I don't get the invite, I asked I'm, the, I'm I done. I asked the right question. <laughs> I learned the bourbon. He told him to ask I captivated. The I don't get invited. You know to what the we're sprinter. talking about? If everything matches, <laughs> that's a fit right there, bud. Oh, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. I don't get invited to the sprinter. I don't get invited to the secret conversation. Hey, you rode if, behind me yesterday. If I don't get invited to that, I'm done. I'm he sent done. me a picture yesterday. He's like, the sprinter, and I'm like, I'm in it, big guy. So he had a chance was, to join me. I was. On hey, I tell you what, we could usual. go. We could go do something in the Sprinter. We got four captain seats facing each other. We don't. Right, we're not driving. Joe, we talked a lot about the be the best at what matters most. Yep. And we talked about the, the title itself and what it means. And and then I was so rudely interrupted by my two hosts, co-hosts, <laughs> about your your version of that. You know, what is your version of that? Mm. And what I was going to say to you in the previous. Episode was that what what I took away from be the best of what matters most. You said, "Hey, if you're coaching me, mm-hmm. how would you use this idea in coaching yeah. me?" Here's here's what I would say, and it's going to set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. If you're in this moment with a client and you ask these questions, and wh- wh- where where are you from? What do you believe? What matters to you? Yeah. What matters to you? If they can tell you, if you can get into that moment with that person and they can tell you what matters to you, the minute that you understand that, you can coach them to say, because once I understand what matters to you, and this is what I took away from the book, yep. once I understand what matters to you, it's going to be the filter for every decision that we make together moving forward. And the way that I came up with that is from one of the first books that you wrote. Yep. The first book that you wrote, be the be- um, category of one, where it says, know more about the customer than anyone else. Get closer mm. to the customer than anyone else. Emotionally connect with the customer in better ways than so, anyone else. So my question would be, do you have to always ask the customer what matters most to them? I think so. I think that that question... That is one of four questions that I would ask to emotionally connect hmm. with the customer in ways that nobody else comes. So the same way of asking what matters most is when I say, if you could take a magic wand, what does your backyard look like? Yep. That's Boom. that's how you, that's so you don't have to necessarily say what matters most, no, but you have to find your way. Because if they say, I just want something I don't have to take care of. I want a waterfall. They're buying that. If they say, I want to be able to go out there and look at that backyard for six hours 
and just be in heaven because of what I'm looking at, then that's what they're buying. Yep. Everybody's buying something different. That's right. I like that. I and I in my business, uh, I'd get a call and I knew they were going to call me and they'd say, uh, "Hey, Joe, listen, we want to talk to you about maybe doing some work for a company." I don't know how much you know about our company, and for me to be able to say, "Well," I know you've got this new CEO who just started, and I know that all your CEOs have come from operations, and this woman came from sales, and it's the first sales background CEO you've ever had. I also know that hiring is really (laughs) challenging for you guys right now, and on and on and on and on and on. Or, this was my favorite. Joe, let me tell you a little about your company. I see, you know, I've been thinking about our, our phone call. Let me ask you this. You guys are in Columbia, South Carolina. That's a one-hour plane ride for me on Southwest. Is there any way on my dime I could hop on a plane and come spend a couple of hours with you guys and just talk and see if we're a good match? We may be, we may not be. We'd love that. I remember that actually happened, and I got off the plane at Columbia, and as the guy walked me to the car, he said, you know you've 95% got this job mm. <laughs> for, for being here yeah. and caring that much about what matters to us. Yeah. I've said forever, if I could have one competitive advantage, one, wouldn't be price. My competitive advantage has never been price. If I could have one, it would be let me know more about the customer than everybody else knows, and I'll win. Yeah. I'll, I'll win almost every time. Well, that's like going to dinner and somebody not being allergic to steak, and you come out and say, "You got to try this steak I got." What sense does that make, right? Yeah. That's to your, is that does that go to your point of oh, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, sure. Just in in the well, you have to understand what they're wanting from the relationship too, right? Absolutely. Because if you can't match it, you might as well just not. There's an old saying: to catch fish, don't think like a fisherman; think like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that's really kind of what that's about. But that's just, I mean, that's. Top of near top of the list for me, Colby. It, this seems so intuitive, but yet people struggle with this. Well, people go struggle in. with what? Just to be clear, this. So know more about the customer. They want to talk okay. about their self. They want. They don't yes, want to ask questions. They go in with a pitch. Yeah, yeah. They say, oh, "I got the best turf." Here I got... are the five reasons you should do business with me. Before mm. they ask one question, I don't have any idea if you even should do business with me. Let's find out. I got a. I had a, a CEO of a twenty thousand employee company that he said, "Could you would you spend an hour or two with me just in my office? I want to talk to you about some stuff." I said, "Sure." And you know, halfway through it, he said, "You know, we've got a lot of people like you that work with our company." He said, "But I don't have this kind of conversation with them." He said, "Do you know why you're in your in this office with me?" I said, "Why?" He said, "Because you get us." He said, the other guys know their stuff inside and out, but you know our stuff inside and out. You know where we're trying to go, and you're helping us advance our strategy. And that that's why you're valuable to us. Almost five years ago, and I've told this story on here before, but when I was looking at moving from the, the firm that I was in to now as a partner with Lockton, I remember asking the question, like, what makes you different mm-hmm. than – these other firms that I'm with today and, and otherwise that we would compete with, how do you compete with them? And they gave me some stock answers, right? Like we're the largest privately held, blah, yep. blah, blah. And there's certainly value to that. 
But the thing that connected the most with me is what I think you just shared. And they said, when we sit down with an employer, we try to help them find the right partner, and it may not be us. And I thought, that I've never heard before, and it was this philosophical alignment for me that I had never experienced because I had always been at the firms, and it didn't feel right, but I had been at the firms that say, here's who we are, here's why we're the best, here's why you should hire us without ever asking a question. There was an assumption of their greatness, whether they knew anything about the customer. That's one of the things that, that connected for me where I am well, today. In our, in our conversation offline earlier, when I said every every non-sales call conversation I ever had, because I don't sell. Yeah, in fact, you said, I don't like to sell, I hate to sell. I don't like sell, I, I hate to sell. Yeah, I won't. And if, and if they would say, so why should we hire you? My answer always was, I don't know that you should. Maybe you shouldn't. Let's mm. find out. Except every, everybody sense. else wants to say, because I'm this, because I'm this, because of I'm course. this. Where did you learn that, Joe? Because I didn't like to sell. Because oh, I, I love to sell. I just I didn't, still... I didn't like doing a pitch. And plus, it just made the most sense to me. The other thing was, just intuitively, I guess, it put us both on the same side. Yeah. Instead of... A sales call, a typical sales call, can almost feel adversarial, yeah. you know? It's like, well, talk me into it. Right, right. I've never tried to talk anybody into ever hiring me. So yeah. what do you ask when you get to that place? I don't know that you should hire me. Yeah. Let's find out. Ready, go. Like, what are maybe your top yeah. two or three questions? Top two or three, number one, and a lot of this I'm already going to know because I've done my research, in a bit, but it's like, where are you? What is your strategy? Where are you trying to take this company? What is it that you're trying to accomplish as a company over the next, you know, three years or whatever? And I do, and Colby does, we speak at a lot of events, or I used to speak at a lot of events, and I would say, what's the purpose of this event? What do you hope to accomplish with this event? Both short-term, I mean, when everybody walks out the door, what do you want to have happened? And long-term, how can this event help advance your strategy? Uh, but you get them going, and uh, people love to talk about their company. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and just have to say, well, what are you up against? Just as simple as, what are your big challenges? What are your opportunities? Uh, and also, I would say, why did you even call me? Well, we read one of your books. Well, what was in the book that caught your attention? <laughs> I mean, that might tell you what the match is right there. They said, you've got an idea about this and this and this, and we just thought that's us. Hmm. I mean, I'd laugh and say, well, if that's you, let's do this thing. <laughs> that reminds me of one of I my – I think we're good to go. <laughs> that reminds me of one of my turning points. I was selling baseball facilities for a little while. I played a little short stint with the Houston Astros, and then – I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with life afterwards, and I started designing baseball facilities and working with people. And I was having a conversation one night with a guy who was out of Seattle, so the time zones were different. It was a Sunday at 9 o'clock at night, and he called me, and he just says, hey, is this the best price you can be? And I said, well, why do you say that? And he said, you're seven grand higher than the other guy. And I, I really grew in that moment, and the response I gave to him, well, I tell you what, you call him. If he answers it, I'll match you. I'll match the price. He's like, what do you mean? I said, it's Sunday at 9 p.m. You call him. 
if he'll if he'll answer and he'll talk to you about the price, then I'll match it. And he said, nope, you know what? You're right. You've been here every time I've needed you, yeah. and I'll, I'll sign the deal now. By the way, that's been another one of my, like, three top brand rules. Immediate response. Customers, prospects, mm-hmm. partners, vendors. I think we've People. had a theme of that the last few shows. That's, yeah, that's I mean, amazing what that does. And and I can't tell you how many. It's a tiebreaker. You it's said it a, yesterday to me. What's that? And you called me. And I, I answered. I said most people don't answer the phone when I call, but you do. I really appreciate that. Oh, listen. I'd be <laughs> cha- I try like crazy. I'd I mean, be changing planes in Dallas, and I'd look at messages, and I'd say, hey, Colby, yeah, I got your message. Listen, I'm on it. I'm about to get on my flight to San Francisco, but I'm all over this. And I'll get back to you no later than tomorrow afternoon with the answer and what we can do about that. The, everything, I mean, I, everything I keep hearing, I, I just keep hearing it over and over again is ask the right questions. Know what matters most to them and if you can if you can be that way and then just do the common things in uncommon ways. And I think it's it's going back. We talked about this on an episode. It's at, The right questions typically have a certain amount of fear associated with them. To me, it's a good roadmap or a, a signpost. If like I'm afraid to ask it, that's probably the question that I need to ask. Like, again, we've talked about it lots of times. Hey, if you didn't hire me in, in two weeks and you told me a reason, not that you'd owe me anything, why would it? I, I remember a client said one time, here's what we want from our keynote speaker every year, standing ovation. And I laughed. I said, said, you're not going to get a standing ovation with me. He said, we're not? I said, no, never happens. He says, what does happen? I said, they're going to sit there and think about what they're going to do different when they get back to work. Long pause. He said, that might be better. I said, yeah, but just be real clear. I'm not a rah-rah standing ovation speaker. Now, if that's what you want, I know some Mm. terrific ones that I can send you to. But here's what I do. And if that's the value you want, then let's do this. I want you to do one thing for me. Yes, sir. I I reference you when sometimes when I close with running to the car. That that story about running to the car. Yeah. Can you just paint the picture of, of where you came up with that and how you came up with that and then just give them just a little piece of that to close us out? Absolutely. I, I had a somebody in an audience tell me about this company. They're in the northwestern United States, Les Schwab Tires. If you pull your car in a Les Schwab parking lot, somebody runs to the car. Hmm. Somebody runs to the car. Uh, and what it is is a gesture that says, you're the most important thing in the world to us. Mm. They don't walk to the car. Somebody runs out to the car. Welcome to Les Schwab. How can we help you today? And I will, what's fun is if I'm working with a group of people, and I'll say, how many of you live in the Northwest? And let's say 50 people raise their hands. And I'll say, how many of you are Les Schwab tire customers? 20 of them raise their hands. I'll say, you tell everybody else. When you pull your car in the Les Schwab parking lot, what happens? They, they yeah. and everybody says, they run to the car. Now, they also do stuff like if you've got a flat tire, they'll fix it no matter where you bought the, car, the tire. I mean, they do all of those high-level, custom, basic customer expectation stuff. But, and, then, and that's then when I say, back to version, 
What's your version of yes. running to the car? Absolutely. Mm. And then here's what I love that you say. How, how can you demonstrate to the customer that in the moment that yeah. they're the most important most thing to important them? Most important thing in your world. And the part that I love the most is th- th- where you really take it over to me where the, I'm like, this, this this is the moment where we have to get people to. You say, I imagine where that came from. I wonder well, yeah. where that came from. Yeah, tell I, them. I say I like to. I think that none of nothing that I talk about is rocket science. I'm the least. <laughs> but this is this is gold. I say I love to imagine that, that they were some of them standing around a Les Schwab tire store at the end of the day, and they're saying, oh, "We sell tires. They're round. We got good, better, best, just like everybody else. Three different price points. What can we do that would set us apart?" And I, I imagine some 18-year-old guy in the corner with a crease on his face, he says, I don't know, maybe we could just, like, run out there or something. Yes! Run out there you or something. You could run out there or something. Beautiful. Boom! So, th- if you haven't heard, and, and this is not true at all, because this episode's really been fascinating and customer-focused, yeah. if you haven't heard anything else, for me, the takeaway is how do we, whether you are in the turf business or insurance or an educator, or whatever it is. We all have customers. How do we give them the Les Schwab run-to-the-car kind of experience? That's how we up our game from this episode. If, That's the takeaway for me. If I was going to speak at a convention at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I was in my seat at the back of the room at 7.30 in the morning. I sat through the entire day listening to every word. And I can't tell you how many CEOs at 2 during the break would come over to me and say, you know, mm. I know you go on at four. I saw you come in here this morning early, and you've been here all day, and that matters. It's your Les Schwab moment. That's beautiful. That's my version. One of my versions. Know more about the the customer. Yeah, and it also it also helped me know more about the customer. Emotionally connect to the customer. There you go, Joe. We so appreciate you being here. We we've got you a limited edition goat consulting podcast. I went with size XL. I hope that's. I hope that's you. <laughs> you After some crack pot. might need another X in there, but I'll take it. Well, if, if, if we need to do that, we will. Hey, I can't tell you how much how much it means to me for you yeah, to be here, how much uh, you've made in my life. It's great, and, man. And, and how much uh, we appreciate you. I'm getting you some bourbon. Taking the time And to I was about that. to say, maybe I'll I'm see getting, you at I'm, your place. I'm getting Are some bourbon. You know, I'm going to drink it with you. He's got my number, buddy. Are you going to invite John? Right. I'm, I'm going serious. I'm going to. Is, is John invited? John is invited. For Tyler Burnett. John Byers and my good friend, the legend, the GOAT, Joe Calloway. This is the GOAT Consulting Podcast. Boom.